last few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. And you are going to be glad that you're here today because we have a guest with us, Faith James. And Faith is the queen of branding or the branding ninja, depending on what you want, what vernacular you want to use. And Faith, you have spent 25, more than 25 years on the corporate side of branding and now come over to help people understand how to power up their brands. And we're so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Yes. So tell me a little bit about what caused your switch from the corporate world into personal branding and and working with small businesses. Uh, Actually, it's, you know, it's, I would say probably back in 2006, uh, when I was just, you know, kind of just looking around and just, you know, chatting with a few friends, somebody actually talked to me about personal branding, and it just really sort of, you know, latched on to someplace in my soul, but, you know, I was still in corporate and still doing, you know, marketing and advertising for uh, global, you know, Fortune 500 brands, et cetera, um, but that idea of applying all of those sort of theories and, and, and practical applications from brands like IBM and Microsoft and E.D. Edwards and Pepsi to individuals and realizing that we are all brands and that we could leverage, you know, all of what's known to be proven and true to help uh, entrepreneurs. So I just believe that there's a part of me that always knew I wanted to be, as I like to coin the phrase, the CEO of me. Uh, that there was something in that moment, and I think it really came to the knowing when, uh, I'd say probably around 2008, I mean, everybody knows where they were when 2008 hit, and uh, the recession came calling, and I was working as uh, chief strategy officer for an agency in uh, Minneapolis, Hunt Atkins at the time, and uh, I was, you know, one of the individuals who uh, was let go, and at that time, you had to just find the opportunities to consult. And even though it was, you know, a hard time, right, you go from making, you know, strong six figures and vacation and the whole lot to now, if you don't kill it, you don't eat. Um, and so that reality uh, in front of you, but I loved it. It's just the craziest thing. But I absolutely loved it. And I knew that there was probably other people like myself. And so I, I just decided I was just going to make this works. So even though I did get back into corporate and I did do um, market research uh, with another firm, uh, behavioral science market research firm in, in New Hampshire, I always kept that information about personal branding and thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to make that a go? And so that was really the impetus, if you will. Obviously, the recession sort of became that catalyst where it sort of forced me into it. And I found that I loved it, that I had more joy in my soul than I could ever imagine. Um, just the idea of having that freedom to work on the projects that I wanted to work on or to ideate or like think about a book that I wanted to write. It was just such a full expression of who I was. And uh, I never let that little voice go. And so that was sort of the, the beginning of where, <laughs> where we are leading up to right now. 
Yeah, so 2008, you get a little bit of a (laughs) kick in the rear, if you will, to explore something that had been feeling like a dream. And then in in 2019, your agency won the Branding and Marketing Agency of the Year in Florida, right? Yes, in Fort St. Lucie in Florida. And so I'll tell you, I officially founded, right? So I've been doing this work, you know, as you've mentioned, 25 plus years. So I've been doing work uh, with individuals, not in any formal capacity, but then one of my colleagues um, in Florida, she's like, oh, why don't you do a workshop? And I was like, do a workshop? And I remember I was at a, at a networking meeting and I just said it. It's like, listen, I'm going to be doing a workshop on personal branding anybody's interesting and you want to attend, just see me at the end and, and you know, hand me your business card. And five people showed up. And, and at that point, I had no content. There was no workshop. There was no, there was no nothing. I literally just said it, like literally stepped out on faith and said it. Um, and so sort of that was, that was the beginning of that. And so while I was still at that time doing corporate work, I remember I did my first event. It ended at one. And then by six o'clock, I was on a plane headed to uh, the airport. I was going to the airport to go to my corporate job for a meeting the next day. So I say that to let people know that even if you have that inclination, right, you get a glimpse of it, you know, you, you, you get invited to a party and you get to see into the VIP section and you think, oh, wow, that seems really interesting. To never let go of that dream, if that rests in your soul, if that feels like that's something that's interesting to you, just to stay open and to explore it because I had no knowing at the time, and I tell this story all the time, Marie, that when I did that event, I sold only one package for $297 after I'd spent thousands of dollars to put that event on. I sold one package for 297 and so that was like 2016, 2017. Now we're in 2020. You know, my packages are north of $12,000, you know, for six months to work with me. So I always just let people know that story to say, if you have the dream or you feel like you might have a dream, just be open and never let the situations um, dictate whether you should or not. Like now we're in this season of COVID-19. We're in such a, such a, a tumultuous time in our country, in our world, in our life. But to don't get distracted by that, right? Because the business of the business still has to go on. If you're an entrepreneur, you still have to um, move your goods and services to feed your family and yourself. And so that was, for me, just a truth that I was just going to put one foot in front of the other and just keep going. I like to tell my clients, just take inspired action, even if it's one small little thing, even if it's just the utterance, which is what I did, right? I had no event, no outline, no nothing, but I just took the action and I opened my mouth and I said it. And as if by magic, just by saying it, so like when God says, and let there be light, and then there was light, I literally said it. And that just sort of came to that um, that truth. So it's very important to stay open. That's one of the things uh, I think, you know, whether you are a business owner, whether you are an employee, you know, middle manager, upper manager, just to, to stay open to the ideas. This is one line I got from working in corporate. They say, you know, yes, and we would have these uh, brainstorming sessions when we worked at the agency. And nobody in the meeting could have a but, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're coming up with creative ideas for campaign. There's, there's no but that we would say this is a yes and meeting. So preface that if you if you come, yeah, but we'd never be able to get that diorama built to 50 feet and you can't be in the meeting because this is a yes and meeting. 
Yeah, that idea is so powerful to think about what opportunities you can gather and, and how you can capitalize on them. And then to back it up and kind of think about the foundation of personal brand, that personal brand is really what helps you explore what opportunities are a good fit because you're doing it based yeah. on, as you said, kind of that this is who I am and what I want more of. Absolutely. You know, it, it comes back to the authenticity of who you are at the core of you. Uh, I always tell, you know, folks, never chase the money. The money is there. We live in an abundant universe. If you look at the grass and you look at the, the, tr- the leaves on the trees, they're in an, a forever expansive state. It's always looking to grow. More leaves are looking to come out. The grass, right? The hedges are growing. It, it's never, ever a point where we're, the, the universe isn't expanding. So if you know that to be true, there's a plethora of ways you can, you can make money. So the money is out there to be made. The real work comes when you get quiet and you really sit with an openness to say, what is the expression of the truth of who I am and how do I let that manifest? How do I let that come out? What is it that I am here to do that I am good at that comes with such an ease, uh, and I think sometimes um, maybe people, you know, we get so busy, we don't allow ourselves those quiet moments, those moments of nothingness, which which are very powerful moments, because sometimes you schedule yourself to the end, you know, the end of the day, beyond the end of the day, you have no time to think, breathe, eat, nothing. We have to know that there's power in the nothingness, so you just sit and be, you know, um, sort of contemplating what is my knowing? What is my truth? What do I do with ease? What do I love to do? And, you know, and when we talk about personal branding, that's one of the things that we really focus in on is what do I do that comes so naturally? You know, what's one of the, and this is one of the exercises, you know, you know, well, because we do this in in personal branding when we get certified, what is the thing that I would do on a Saturday? I mean, I even push it further and go get up early on a Saturday morning and it's rainy and cold, but I would get up to go do this thing. Because a lot of times people have difficulty sort of honing in on what their truth and what their authenticity is, and then we just chase the money. Somebody says, hey, here's this gig and, you know, it's, you know, six figures and you can do X, Y, and Z, but it doesn't bring you joy and it doesn't bring you passion. And that's why um, I think it was in a HubSpot report that I saw 70% of U.S. workers hate their job. Like, Maria, somebody in the career field, right, you know that that's a, that's a devastating statistic. That 70% of us who were in corporate and, and others who are, you know, still in that field, that you hate your job. So uh, I think that's not okay for me. And so one of the things I love to have people do is just really just don't put any parameters around it in the sense that not what somebody thinks you ought to be doing or you should be doing or the expectation is that, you know, my, you know, my father was a a banker, so I should be in banking or, you know, my mom was in mortgage, so I should be in mortgage. Strip yourself of all those ought to, would, should I I tell my clients all the time, stop shitting all over yourself and really get quiet with a journal and ask yourself, what do I love? What do I love? What do I love? What do I love? Because we know, you know, the Steve Jobs quote, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And so that is the quest. That is the truth to uh, getting to that place of what brings me utter joy. And it could be gardening. It could be uh, 
history. It could have nothing to do with the career that you have right now, but let that be okay. Give yourself that permission to dare, to dream, to wonder, and maybe you find an opportunity to find a career path that dovetails so perfectly with your passion that you you can't wait to get up in the morning. And I think that there are many opportunities out there in corporate and in different industries, but as the book uh, from, uh, you know, Good to Great says, you know, you've got to get the right people on the bus, but you also have to get the right people in the right seats on the bus. So, so long yeah, and we have, to, we have to figure out what seat is the best seat for us, which, of course, as you were saying, we do in our in our certified personal brand strategist program. And you've been certified in that program for quite a while. Yeah. We have another class coming up starting July starting the first week of July, yeah. the first full week of July. So I'm excited to get a new new group of folks doing this work. We're going to take a short break and I we'll be highly, back in just a few minutes. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America. Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are so excited to have Faith James with us talking about powering up your brand. And Faith, you've been telling us a little bit about your transition and and really how people can start off this personal branding process by thinking about and, and journaling about times that they are really passionate about their work and the things that they really see as their strengths. And I'm guessing that that is um, one of the main points as well in your book from late last year, Ladies Power Up Your Brand. Correct. Yes. In, in fact, the the notion of uh, powering up just, you know, with it comes this idea of 
um, as my co-author says today, we talk about, you know, we're here to give notice, not ask for permission, that when we think about the journey of women through corporate, uh, and certainly speaking from experience, uh, I can double that as a, as a woman of color coming through corporate, that there's so many opportunities for you to um, uh, either sort of shrink back or you yourself are sort of pushed back because of um, opportunities uh, not coming to you because of your, your woman or because you're a person of color. But the idea that you need to power up uh, is something that we believe wholeheartedly is it, it's, it's not an option. Right. I always use this example, though myself, I'm not a mom. I know, Marie, you'll be able to appreciate this as a mom. I say the idea that women can bring, we bring life. We bring life into this world. There is, you know, not another more powerful um, and transformative thing that, that can be done by, you know, facilitating the creation of a human life. And so that if we as women can do that, we need to dig in, connect back to leverage all of that power and put that to where it really can make a big difference in our corporate lives, in our professional lives, you know, in our own businesses. And so to how to tap into some of that natural power that's, you know, kind of maybe 10 floors deep, you know, we've got to get down there and, and really dig into that. So the idea of powering up was, was really intentional, um, that it's not just about, doing it, but doing it timidly. I mean, Mary, I think I uh, mentioned this before. I talked about it in the book. I was reading a journal article many, many years ago, and it was talking about the difference between uh, men and women in, in the corporate world and how they communicate. And so the idea was that, you know, when a, a, a male colleague is asked to do a report and a female colleague is asked to do a report, the male colleague will send that. Yeah. So it sounds like we may have lost faith <laughs> right when she was in the middle of telling us this great story about male and female colleagues and um, the book that she's talking about just so that you could go look it up is P- Ladies Power Up Your Brand and um, this idea of us really taking in our power, using our power that we know we have, but that we can shrink away from in the the corporate world and in the small business world even, and and how do we recapture that power and really the the idea of personal branding that she started with, knowing what our our strengths are, knowing where our where our passion lies, and then how that passion kind of manifests itself in reality. Where do those two things connect, as she was talking about? Those two things come together somewhere. And a lot of times we get stuck in either-or thinking, thinking that if we want to be successful, we have to do, you know, Y. And if we want to do something that's our passion, then we have to do Z. And there usually is a a place where those two things intersect, where our our passion and, and the purpose, if you will, of what we want to do, where we want to use our talents, does come together with maybe our background or our skills or our education and our previous work history, and that we can merge those two things together to find something that is a, a good fit, that is a, a way for us to, to manifest those strengths in in the external world. So, Faith, you were just talking about how um, your, your study and what women found what they found when they were in the corporate world. So please continue. Thank you. 
And so the the male colleague will just respond to his supervisor, see attached report saying, hey, John, here's a report uh, as requested. Uh, thanks. Have a great day. The female colleague will say, uh, hey, John, uh, this is just this is just a draft, but I wanted to get this you know, for your uh, eyes, so maybe you can give me some direction. It's completely finished yet, but uh, here you go. I'm standing by for your feedback. Do you feel the difference in the energy on that? And both reports are equally powerful, and they're both adept at their uh, craft. But just that we show up in taking up less space than we should. So one of the things I... You know, everybody who's listening, the first thing I would say is whether you work in middle management, you're, you know, new in, you know, in, in your position or your upper management, it doesn't matter, that everybody needs to have a CEO mindset. And so when I say a CEO mindset, what I mean is to take your role, the, the job that you have, and imagine yourself as the CEO of the company. And so that you move accordingly, your energy is such, you're not just sort of doing the basics and sort of handing off uh, to somebody else. You're, you're looking at your work and seeing yourself as I, too, am contributing to the overall goal of this company. I am that locked in. I am that sort of tied into the vision and the mission. And so to, if you don't know the mission and the vision of your company or if you have a department, you absolutely should know that, right? That's how you power up in the workplace because if you come to work with a CEO mindset, it shows straight away. I'll give you a real example of what that would look like. So when I worked at Ogilvy and Mather, my first uh, account was the IBM account. And at the time, IBM had fired about 48 different agencies and hired Ogilvy globally to do all of the branding. We were kicking off the IBM Small Planet campaign. And I was on the team working on the television production of, uh, of, the, uh, of the television spots. So Fast forward, we're walking somewhere. I don't remember where we're going, but Shelley Lazarus, who's just amazing, I mean, talk about an amazing woman, just an amazing force, uh, who was running globally at the time, and some other colleagues were walking together either to a meeting or someplace, and I overhear her, but she obviously she knows I'm there. She says, you know the thing I like about Faith? You can just ask her to move a building from 45th Street to 49th Street, and somehow she just gets it done. I am as the, probably not even a senior supervisor at that point, but the fact that I have raised my, my professional brand antenna, my brand visibility was so completely raised up that Shelley Lazarus took note of that. That is what you want to do. And trust and believe, I, I, it wasn't that, oh, we were friends. We're <laughs> certainly not besties or anything like that, but I let my work speak for myself. I showed up to Ogilvy every single day as if I was the CEO of that company, that what I was doing had such utmost importance that, you know, we were running a Wall Street Journal ad and it was Sunday and that ad had to appear uh, a full spread the next day. I was going to get that done. My literal mission was throw me in front of the oncoming bus. Like, that's how seriously I took my work. And I started as a junior account executive. So even if you're in a, in a, a lower-level position, you can still make an impact. You can still raise your brand up to the point that people in most senior, senior positions feel your presence. And so having a CEO mindset is something that I highly recommend everybody take a, a, a note on that and just say, what can I do in my job to really act like I am the CEO? I'm not saying take over it and be in meetings that you're not, you're not asked to be in, but just think about, you know, 
energetically what that means. How could I shift to to start acting like I was the CEO um, of my of my company? And that's what when we talk about in the book how to be bold and brilliant and be unapologetically you, it's really about taking these bold steps, really just kind of showing up. One of the things when we talk about confidence, and I know, um, Marie, you had one of your colleagues had commented, uh, I think it was on our LinkedIn post, and he was saying, you know, given where we are in this season of COVID and such uncertainty, a lot of people are sort of feeling this sort of like they're on shaky ground, you know, this lack of confidence. What do I do? I'm coming back. Everybody's wondering who's going to get next. Is this person going to take my job? And am I going to be asked to do uh, something else that I was not completely set up to do? Your answer should just be yes. That's another thing. And obviously, I don't touch on COVID in the book, but I'm, I'm literally just giving you this, this, uh, this direction now is to say yes. Say yes and figure it out uh, later. You know, if you're being asked to do a special team thing because now they have to reposition their meetings and it needs to be more sort of, um, you know, uh, quarantine friendly, say yes. Put you, I want to be on special teams to help us figure out how we're going to get our employees back. You're not in HR, but they're looking for people. They may be a couple men or women down. Volunteer for that because it's another way that you can really uh, step up, show your potential, and that's CEO mindset because the CEO cares about making sure that operations and everything else is running smoothly. Um, and one thing I did want to just leave everybody with this idea of the resume, and Marina can have lots of conversation around this. Um, that when you're looking for a job is not the time to update your resume. That your resume, you should just see it as this living, breathing thing, and that it should be a, a fun thing to keep it updated. That you see this as sort of like. Maybe it's once per quarter. I don't know. It's now we're coming into July, right? half a year. It should be a collection of your accomplishments, of your accolades. It should be a fun time where you sit and go, oh, what have I done in the past month? And update that so it reflects, you know, all of what you've been doing. So as and when an opportunity comes up, you may not be looking for it, but they're looking for somebody to do X, Y, and Z at another company. Your resume is ready. And I always say hashtag build a Stay ready brand so you never have to get ready because the moment that somebody needs you, that's not the moment to sort of like freak out and try to, you know, update the resume because you're naturally going to forget things. It's not going to be done well. You're not going to put your best foot forward. And, of course, if you need help, Marie and her team can help you with all of getting your resume bulletproof. But just uh, I want the, the, the energy around, you know, every quarter, maybe once, you know, once uh, a year, I'm going to update you know, look at what people have given me compliments on. What do I keep getting, you know, feedback on that you're such an energetic person that you really motivate the team? Is that reflected on your resume? If not, it should be there. Long answer, but I just wanted to kind of touch on the mindset is the biggest thing to building a professional brand in the workplace. You can't just see yourself as a cog in the wheel. You've got to shift that, shake that off, and say, I'm going to develop an EO mindset because if you want you know, like the Shelley Lazarus moment to happen for you in your work, that's what's going to be required. Yeah, thinking ahead, knowing how you want to fit in, which is doing the work to know who you are and what you want to do more of, so that Mm -hmm. then you can highlight those pieces of your work that really need to stand out. We're going to take another short break, and when we come back, we'll also dive into your most recent book, the uh, women's empowerment version of the experts and, and influencers. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking with Faith James, author of Ladies, Power Up Your Brand, and we've been talking about how powerful the brand is and the the confidence that it gives to you so that you can stand out, step up, and as you were saying, Faith, kind of be be this, think like the CEO, think like the CEO when you show up on that job, or of course, be the the CEO if you're going to start your own business. Any last points or, or one last takeaway you'd give from that? That book that folks can go on Amazon and get? Uh, yes, I would definitely focus in on the, the we talk about power language, and uh, that for me has been such a touch, uh, a touch point for uh, when you show up, let's just say you're on an interview, how do you articulate yourself? Because even if you're, you know, you're like, uh, you know, Gary V, who he's always in just jeans and some grungy look, right? He's not like always polished, but the thing articulated through what he's saying, his, his ideas, his philosophy, his thoughts, his way of moving and encouraging people uh, into action. And so how can you really power up? Uh, I would definitely say check out the chapter on um, language. I always when you it's not about what's here, but what do they see when you learn how to use power languages? They see somebody who is capable, who is adept, who is present, who is focused, somebody who can take the reins and go. So just make sure that your words, you talk about being impeccable with your words, but that you articulate power through voice. Uh, I think one really, really important thing I would uh, highly recommend everybody do. 
Yeah, thinking about our language, as you were saying, you know, prefacing something when we send it to someone of, oh, it's just a draft, and I hope it's okay, right. and and then using the word think, there there are so many words that we as women especially can use to diminish what we're doing or what we've yeah. done. Yes. Yeah, that and that language is is powerful for us to think about it, to read our emails. And, and watch in our presentations and even to be open to giving each other feedback. You know, as you started that presentation, you said, I think, you you know it, you know, you know it, just say it and, and you're, just say you, it. you, you know what you're, you're talking about. Right, so. but, but it's the crutch that sometimes we, we latch on to. And you know, one of the things I always say to my clients is, you know, I'm going to lovingly fling you off the cliff. They joke and they know it's true because I push them to be, stepping into their greatness with ease and joy. You sort of pull back. This, this is just something that we as women need to just do to stand. It is okay. It is okay to be good at what you do. It is okay to say, I am great at what I do. And I always say this because you are doing your people a disservice if you don't step up and power up and show your brand because nobody's going around looking for just okay people to work with. Nobody's going around looking for slipshod work. So if you don't present yourself that says, hey, I have all of this experience, I have credibility, I've transformed lives, I've transformed businesses, here you go, take a look. It is your responsibility to do that. You can't go mm-hmm. hiding from that because then the people who are out to do you know, harm to people by taking advantage of them. They're the ones with the loudest voice out there taking people's money and not delivering. And so if you have all of this good, but you hide and you're, oh, I'm shy, uh, you're really doing your people a, a disservice. And I would say to people, it's not about you. Don't, don't make it about you. The, oh, I'm shy. I, I, I reject that wholeheartedly. Because I always give this example. God forbid it, I'm knocking wood. This is just an example. If your children were in a burning uh, building, you would go, oh, um, you know, my daughter is, is upstairs, not really sure. You would yell from the top of your voice, from the depths of your lungs, somebody call the fire department, get so-and-so, go get water. So you're not shy. You choose to be shy in certain moments, but you have the ability always to project and be powerful. So why not just stay in that moment all the time. So, a little analogy. That's such a powerful, that's such a powerful metaphor. What I'm saying, we're not shy. We just choose to be shy for, uh, you know, a variety of reasons, but that's a different show. Yes. Well, and as you said earlier, we have to be okay taking this space, taking up space. You know, it's okay that we we have our our space. So I'm guessing that this next book, and this one is just coming out now, Experts and Influencers, the Women's Empowerment Edition. Um, This one's just coming out. Tell us a little bit about this book. So this is a compilation. And uh, as I sort of joke when I talk about this book, I said anything that has to do with women's empowerment, I'm at the front of the line. So when I was asked to participate in this, book, and so each author, there are 15 authors, female authors who contributed, you write a chapter that you believe is going to be really helpful in demonstrating to women how they can be empowered, become empowered, stay empowered, just live in that place of power. And that, for me, uh, really pushed me to 
digging deep into some very transparent things in my life. And, and I, I talk about it. I say a lot of people would be shocked. They don't know this uh, story uh, about me. But what I realize is sometimes it can seem so easy. It can seem so polished. People see me on LinkedIn and they see my Facebook and they see this and the events and the pictures and it's, and people, I hear this all, oh my gosh, you're so good. How do you do? I can't do this. And so that was sort of a little bell that went off for me that says, you have to be right now at any moment, at any time, ready to pull the curtain back and show them, just like when I tell that story, my first event was not uh, a huge hit. I only sold one package for two ninety seven. I tell that story all the time so people can understand, particularly women can understand, that everything you're not going to do is not going to do swimmingly and fabulously, but you must continue, you must continue, you must continue. So mm-hmm. in this book, I talk about the, my chapter is entitled Faith Plus Action Equals Empowered. And so how many, Marie, I mean, let's see, when we just take a guess, how many women's self-help books are there in the U.S. globally. I mean, a cornucopia. There's a lot. (laughs) And so for me, I wanted to say, what can I bring that could really sort of like startle, like sort of circuit the process so people can get? It's not just all sort of fluff and everything's fabulous, though that may look the way it didn't start that way for me. So I tell the story that when I was born, my mother actually wished I would die, that I wouldn't have been born. Um, and I say I was born into trauma. So that's my beginning. Just that's sort of the antithesis of being born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Your mother wished she wouldn't have been born. And that was because she was going through such a tumultuous time in her marriage with, uh, with my father. So, you know, mm-hmm. verbal, physical abuse, you name it, it was there. Uh, dysfunction, all in. And so her way at the time of dealing with oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm still married to this man, I was, I don't want to have another, I don't want to have his baby because I'm the second child. My, my older sister is three years older. So in her mind, she was thinking, I don't want to have this, I don't want to have his baby. So she wished I wouldn't make it. And so here I come, six and a half pounds. I enter the world and I'm not breathing. And my mom realized that she's not noise or any girl, nothing, and she looks down and she sees that I'm turning uh, color, and she yells for the nurse and they come running in uh, up to the ICU and she's a nervous wreck. And then she, so now she's in the room and she literally heard the voice of God say to her, but didn't you ask me to kill your baby? Mm. And she said, I'm so sorry, dear God, please forgive me. So he literally bargained with God for my life. So that's, I tell the story of how I got my name. And so that's how I got my name because initially she wanted me dead to get out of this relationship and she had to literally call on God to save my life. And so I tell that story so uh, freely because I need people to understand where, where I've come from, what, I've, what, what I was born into. Um, it's, it, it, it's definitely not easy. And so many people could look at that and go, I, I, I'm traumatized. You know, I've had a similar trauma story, and I'm going to let that just be the story. I'm going to let that be where I sit, and I'm going to have that as my reason why I am not, you know, stepping into my power, why I'm not doing more. And this is by no means to diminish or uh, set aside anybody's feelings, but I just, this is an example of, what I want people to take away is that all things are possible with God. 
and that if you just really step forward, as I said earlier, if you listen to that small voice that you have that burning, then just take some action. We have to put the action behind it. So it's one thing to why, why I asked you the question about how many self-help books are there in the world. We can read all the books that we want. But if you don't take the action coming out of the, the, the lessons, if you don't take action from what each of these authors have contributed powerfully, then it, it'll be for naught because you'll still be where you are. So what are some things that you can do? And I give some very simple things in the book. I talk about just, you know, gratitude, just affirming every single morning gratitude for where you are, gratitude for who you are, gratitude for what you're going to do. And one of the things I do is I thank God in advance. So this is to, you know, demonstrate big faith. So the whole story behind the, the chapter is that there's so many stories in the Bible about different women and how they've utilized their faith plus action to really get to some big places in life. And so when you think, when you're grateful for things that even haven't even happened, mm. you know, you're really just setting this idea of expectation and then you start to take action to manifest, uh, manifest those things powerfully. So I strongly, strongly... I highly encourage, invite everybody, if you haven't been doing a gratitude practice, I literally, Marie, have a separate journal that's just for gratitude. And the gratitude is this. I, I, I'm grateful for whatever happened the day before or the night before. And so why do I do that? It helps me to stay present. So it's not just the big things like I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for my family. I literally say things like, I am so grateful I got this email from Marie to be on her podcast next Monday at 6, right? It forces you to be present and in the moment. And as you're doing this gratitude work, that's considered inspired action. And so everybody, within the sound of my voice, if you're not doing that, that is one thing that I can tell you has been proven time again to help to power you up through from where you are, no matter where you are. And I just send so much love to everybody who might be dealing with anything right now. But know that with faith plus action, you can move mountains. You can tell that mountain to go fall in the sea. And uh, it's, it's a chapter that not only has the stories from my life, it has, like I told you, the stories from, you know, women in the Bible, and it then has uh, actual uh, exercises of things that you can and should be doing. So I was just really happy, thrilled to be able to contribute to that. I, you know, I've gotten a lot of great feedback on it, and the print book is coming out soon, and I'm just, you know, excited to get it in the hands of as many women that I can, because, you know, maybe it's going to help even just one person, and uh, that would be a job well done for me. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that inspirational story, and that gratitude practice, so powerful to help us move and to keep making those actions and then to appreciate and to recognize the actions that we've been taking. So the book is Experts and Influencers, the Women's Empowerment Edition, and then the Ladies Power Up Your Brand. Those are the two books that we can find from you, Faith. Where else can people connect with you? Where where should they find you on social media? I spend, uh, I would say, a significant number of time on LinkedIn, so you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, uh, Faith James. I'm also on Facebook at Faith James as well. I try to make it super easy. Uh, Or on Instagram, I have to put an initial. So on Instagram, I am Faith A. James. And on Twitter, I'm Faith James. So, yeah, I have... Uh, just my, my philosophy is I accept all comers. So 
you know, we learned this from, you know, Marie from doing the certification of personal branding with you and the team. It's the, the notion is to take all the connections. So if you don't know me, it doesn't matter. Just connect with me. Even better if you say that you heard the conversation with Marie. But, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. Connect with me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, my YouTube channel uh, as well. And, uh, yeah, I would love to, uh, I'd love to connect with, with everybody who's so inclined. Excellent. Well, I look forward to getting the new book and reading it. And uh, thank you so much for joining me here on the show. As you all know, as listeners of The Career Confidant, we're going to take a short break, and then I'm going to come back and kind of tie a bow around this. But thank you again, Faith, for joining us and, and sharing your inspirational message. It was my deep, deep pleasure. Thank you so much, Marie. Have a wonderful, wonderful uh, rest of the day. You too. Thank you. And we'll be right back here in a few minutes on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant welcome back to the career confidant and today we're talking with faith james who is in our community of certified personal brand strategists. And the first time that I met Faith was over a webinar and she embodied what she was just talking about, especially with, you know, acting like the CEO, no matter where you are, we were in a meeting, there's a couple dozen, you know, other certified personal brand strategists and she's asking questions. She's contributing, sharing her ideas making it very an in-depth conversation with this community of, of personal brand strategists. And right away, she struck my attention. 
And I knew that I wanted to reach out with her. I knew that someday she would speak at our conference, which unfortunately didn't happen because of COVID, but she will someday um, speak at our conference. And that knowledge of one kind of who you are and where you want to go and having that confidence to speak up, share your mind, ask questions, that is what we get from doing the work of personal branding. It's why I love to do the program where we train coaches because it happens to coaches during the program or strategists, they're not all coaches, Help happens to them during the program that they find their voice, they find their tribe, they, they find kind of where they want to be in their business, and then they have the tools to do it for their clients to do it for their customers and that powerful not just confidence because we can have confidence you know sometimes we say fake it until you make it this work this in-depth work really helps us to go beyond that and to know who we are how we add value at the very core foundational level of who we are in everything that we do and then to be able to connect that value to a target audience and to really share with them a message that will be inspirational and actionable for them in our job search in our business in whatever we are are doing we can make that connection to our target audience, to the people that need to know us, to the people who will be the decision makers and influencers for where we want to go in our careers. And as Faith was talking, this isn't an overnight thing. You know, she said she knew in 2006 that she wanted to take this this journey to step it into personal branding. And it, it sounds like it took maybe a, around 10 years for that to come to fruition while she was working and she was doing other things and and building this on on the side building this in her mind perhaps even and it's not an overnight thing for someone to to start a business not usually an overnight thing for people to find their voice to find their their brand and really connect who they are to who they want to be and the process of doing that can start today for you to start thinking about what are your strengths, what do you love to do, and to realize that focusing on what you love is not a luxury. It's not, um, you know, only for the rich people. It actually makes you richer to focus on what you love and figure out how that connects to what you do. Figure out how that can connect to how you communicate or or share with your colleagues. One of William Arruda's um, stories that I remember from his class was talking about how that what you do doesn't necessarily have to become what you do for work. So he was working with a CFO who loved to cook. And one of the brainstorming sessions in the personal branding workshops that he delivers and that our our certified personal brand strategists deliver is all about connecting that passion to your work. And so they were brainstorming this, you know, how could he connect that passion to his work? And he said, well, I could have my team over to my house and we could do, you know, gourmet cooking night one night a month or something. That was a way for him to bring his passion, to share his passion with his team and to connect with his team as a human and then they knew who he was he became a person instead of you know the quote-unquote cfo that's big and scary and that connection made him 
more productive at work, made his team more productive at work, and it made him happier at work, even though he didn't, you know, leave his job and go work at a, a cooking school, right? So it's thinking about how we can weave those passions and our personality into our work, which may or may not necessarily mean that we're going to change that work. And then as Faith was saying, it means that we capture those stories, those successes on a regular basis, not just so that our resume is ready to go. That's very important. If you get an opportunity, your resume or LinkedIn profile is ready to go, but also that you internalize it, you own it, you recognize that success. It's akin to the gratitude work she was talking about, where we can take those stories and make them part of who we are on a regular basis, because it feeds our soul. It says, hey, look at these great things that I'm doing. Look at the people that they impact. Look at how this these things are coming together, what I love to do, what I'm good at, what I am doing, the threads that come through there and the stories that I can capture that help me remember and help me own that success in in a consistent and constant way. And then yes, my materials and my interview stories and all of those pieces are ready to go at at will, which also means I'll be ready for those conversations. It won't feel forced. It doesn't have to feel like I'm selling myself because I'm internalizing those stories, writing them down, being grateful for what I I have and what other people help me obtain, as well as what I take the action to achieve. And it's funny, Faith said, say yes. In this world, where we are constantly communicated the message to figure out what to say no to, do not forget that the reason it's important for us to say no is so that we can say yes when those opportunities come around that do connect with our brand, that do connect with our future, that allow us to communicate and show our strengths. And don't use the idea of saying no or the idea of focus as an excuse to say no to something that you're afraid of. Know that difference and follow your intuition, follow that voice in your head that says, this is scary, and yet I know it's something that does align with who I am and the strengths and the future that I want to have. And I could use, you know, the the focus excuse to say no, and I'm going to step out and say yes to this and take a chance and take action because that is what will help me get to where I need to go. And sometimes I might be wrong. Sometimes I might take that step in the wrong direction. But if I'm moving, as our, our other colleague Kimberly says, if I'm moving, I can steer that boat. It's much harder to steer a boat when it's anchored. So I hope you'll join us again next week for another guest, another episode here on The Career Confidant. Until then, you can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we will look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.